0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic sign right back Moritz Bauer Head of tomorrow's showdown with AIK Stephen Gerrard says weeks like this are why he came to Rangers And Paul Gascoigne takes an emotional look back at his old firm memories I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Weedy Yeah, we're 24 hours ahead Gordon of the final playoff games in the Europa League Celtic of course um, in Sweden 2-0 lead over AIK Stockholm And Rangers a trickier tie at home to Legia Warsaw tomorrow night As you say Celtic in the transfer market Maurice Bauer from Stoke City A right back Austrian international player Let's see how he fits in And the small matter Of the old firm game this weekend Just four sleeps to go Yeah Jim Duffy You football <laughs> managers Always tell us to take one game mm. at a time How on earth are you supposed to do that With the big one on Sunday as well? Well I, I do think that um, Tomorrow night is, is a priority game for both clubs You know they, they have to make sure they don't lose focus. Obviously, the, the the last result that Celtic had against Cluj should be a warning for both clubs, but particularly Celtic, to make sure um, that they take full advantage of their 2-0 lead. Rangers are a terrific result as well against Legia Warsaw 0-0, but again, they know they have to be at their best and, uh, you know, Legia Warsaw will come try and play on the counter-attack. They've got to get these games put to bed and have got to that old firm match brimming with confidence domestically. They've both been perfect so far. Something's got to give it the weekend. But European stage, I think, is something that is, you know, still really, really high in the list of priorities. New signing for Celtic. Two Europa League qualifiers. An old firm game on Sunday. Five days left of the transfer window for the rest of the teams as well. Let's hear from you on all of the above. 0141 951 1025 is the number you need. And if you would rather tweet, then you will find us at Clyde SSB. Let's kick off by getting your reaction to today's signing news. Moritz Bauer, he is a right back, Jim. He comes from Stoke City. Let's do a bit of his uh, his past history, if you like. Big move, actually, from Ruben Kazan to Stoke City, about five million quid. Uh, played regularly in his first spell in English Premier League, but then fell out of favour last season. He only played 11 times for Stoke. It's a loan deal. With an option to buy Without obviously having seen A great deal of him What, what do you make of it? Some Celtic fans on social media Are underwhelmed uh, Others are more Willing to give him a chance I always think you've got to give players a chance I mean you said before It's not always that you, you get a big name We've uh, just seen uh, Alexis Sanchez uh, You maybe get moved out of Manchester United He was a huge name Everybody thinks he's going with success It doesn't guarantee it it's about ability It's maybe about a platform It's maybe about a style of football He went into Stoke when they were on free fall Let's be honest here Because you know they were getting relegated And they've struggled ever since uh, and, I'm, and I'm not saying that um, you know That should make him a good player Because I don't know enough about him But what I'm saying is That he's going to go to a team Who will be dominating the vast majority of matches They play in And therefore as an attacking fullback. You know that should suit his game So I think you've got to give him a chance Let's hear from the man himself Celtic fans What do you make of that signing? 01419511025 He says he'll be doing all he can To get straight into Neil Lennon's starting 11 It is a season long loan After falling out of favour at Stoke He's promising to do everything he can For Neil Lennon's side I'm a very hard worker um, I'm maybe not the most talented guy But uh, I make it up with work um, I, um, I I like to play attacking football. Um, I bring some pace. I bring some dynamics um, into the game, and um, I'm very. Um, I can be very euphoric on the pitch. 
So um, I, and I think that's why as well uh, the atmosphere will really suit me. And of course, yeah, I, I want to make uh, the crowd proud. So I will put everything into it, what I have. Even though I, I, I didn't make the, the friendly games with, with Stoke, but I made a proper pre-season. I did individual uh, individual trainings. Um, yeah, because as I mentioned, I, I have to work hard, and um, I, I want to, to work hard. That's 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 my uh, that that's that's who I am, and uh, so I think I'm ready. Honesty is the best policy. He says I might not be the best, but I'll try hard. In <laughs> uh, not so many words, but. What do you make of the signing, Mark Weedy? Well, it's, it's a signing that's an area of the team that, that Celtic needed to uh, address. Now, if you're seeing some Celtic supporters are underwhelmed, that's, you know, something that's a natural reaction when it's not a three, four, five, six million pound player. Think, oh, who is this guy? Oh, is it Stoke City? Jim says they're, they're bottom of the league, they've been in free fall, they kind of won a game. You know, if he's no good enough to get in the Stoke City team, why is he coming to Celtic? And all those kind of points um, are fair. Um, however, they've always said, Gordon, I think when you've got money to spend and Celtic do have money to spend, it gives you a better chance. But just because you've got somebody in loan doesn't mean to say they're, they're not up to it. So you've got to give the guy a chance uh, and see how he does. But for Neil Lennon, you know, maybe it's a case of um, because full both fullback areas need to be addressed. You say, well, do you know what? I'd rather go with this guy for nothing on loan, and if that maybe keeps a couple of million quid left in the, in, in the pot. For a, for a left back Because I think that's the one That we need to address more Then that might be the situation Celtic fans Are you happy with the loan With an option to buy Does that give you a chance To, to see him and then decide Or would you rather You spent some of that Kieran Tierney money On a new right back 01419511025 You tell us um, Moritz Bauer says He's been impressed By what the club And Neil Lennon Have had to say And he's just looking forward To hopefully Playing regular football again we had a really, really good phone call, obviously, before uh, uh, I came up here. And now, even in the morning, we had a, a long chat. Um, yeah, he has high expectation. He has uh, um, high targets. We aim high. And um, I, 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 I come for this to learn from him. He's attacking football. Um, I like the way he sees the football. I like the way he practice or let practice the football. His uh, style of play. He've, he's proven already last season that he, he's very successful. And so I like to, to learn from him and his staff With Damien Duff uh, as well Maybe one or the other um, Can give me an input as well To grow as a player and to, to grow as a person as well uh, Jim there's only so much digging around And research mm-hmm. you can do Before you, you see the player up here In the surroundings mm-hmm. that ultimately Is going to be judged The perception at the moment mm-hmm. Is that his strengths are his athleticism And the way he gets forward mm-hmm. And the perception is that his weakness Would be positional sense Defending wise But again You can only go on so much Until we see how he performs For Celtic Because that's the bottom yeah. line Again as I said before It's all down to styles And who, where he plays And who he plays with And confidence Confidence is a huge thing If he goes into a club That he did do with Stoke He went from Was it £5 million Which I think was only What three Three seasons ago Something like that So that's a huge amount Of money for a full back uh, Gordon So he must have ability There's no doubt about that But sometimes you get into A, a team Who's a say Low in confidence Results are not working for you Like Stoke City at that time And you get a change of management And uh, you know, the whole structure of the club Is very fragile And you find yourself maybe out the team Sometimes it's not to do with ability Sometimes they look for a different style of player They maybe look for a more robust player or, or a, It's just a different style Where he's went to Celtic And they know they're a club who wants him They know they're a club that might suit his style As I said He's got good pace He's got athleticism uh, You know that's the way Celtic want their, their full backs to be 
Um, you know, so as I said before, I think you've got to give him a chance, and by a chance, I mean a decent chance, not one or two games. You know, we keep mentioning this all the time. It's that players, you know, seem to be judged very, very early. So I, I think that you've got to give the guy time to get match fit, match sharp. I used to the way, I used to the way that uh, Neil Lennon wants him to play. And to that end, I think he needs, you know, at least half a dozen games under his belt before people can start to you know, have a gauge, really, of where he's at. 01419511025, that is the number you need to get in touch and Celtic fans tell us your opinion on the signing of Moritz Bauer. Uh, two big games this week, of course, as well. We're going to be previewing Celtic against the IK and Rangers against Ligia Warsaw. So get all your thoughts in on that. We are on Twitter as well. Uh, where you can find us at Clyde SSB. I think we've got Tommy and Irvin on the line. I just uh, I just disappeared. Are we getting Tommy back? Who knows? We're about to find <laughs> out in the next five seconds or so. Producer Andy's just sort of waving at me. I've got no idea what that means. Can anyone anyone translate for us? Nah, I don't think so. Now get your calls in oh one four one nine five one one zero two five or on Twitter, and we do have Tommy and Irvin. Hi, Tommy. Hi, Tommy. How are you doing, guys? Not too bad, Tommy. What do you make of this new signing then? Oh, can you turn uh, your, can you turn around. your radio off, Tommy? Turn your radio off in the background. Good man, on you go. Good man, on you go. <laughs> uh, I'm a bit underwhelmed with it, and as I said to you, the, the guy who handled the call there, I'd rather Celtic went and spent a million pound, a million and a half, for Stephen O'Donnell, Kamarnock. He's a tried and trusted right back. He's established Scottish internationalist. And for me, particularly in a nine row season, it wouldn't be a gamble. Whereas I think that's other boy is. Um, well, I, I, all, the first thing I would have to ask you then, Tommy, have you ever seen Maurice Bauer play live? Have you ever watched him live? No, but again. No, you haven't. So, how would you know then? How would you know that Steve McDonald's a better player than him? Or the boy's not up to it? Or, no, you flip it around. How would you know Maurice Boyer's not up to it when you've never watched him? I'm just, I'm just going to base it on that Stoker and free falls. Is somebody quite yeah, rightly trying to do at the bottom of the championship in England? I just think O'Donnell's a better option for us. Is that? I, I mean, you can see where Tommy's around. coming from in the yeah. sense, Jim, because it's somebody who knows the league and. and yeah, I think Tommy's saying he's less risk. You know the player, so therefore, um, you know he's he's played plays in Scotland. Obviously, played many times in the in the Premier but, but League. Sorry, but sorry an international it's, player. It's no less of a risk no. if Boyer's a better player. Yeah. So you'd have to imagine that, knowing that they know mm. Stephen O'Donnell well, and I've yeah. probably watched mm. them, you know, a dozen times or something. Like that, mm. They probably think they expect it. They mm. must think that. Yeah. Bauer is, is, is a bit For whatever reason They must think that Bauer's a, a, a better no, option I, I agree Celtic's obviously done their homework I mean listen they've got, there's, there's, There may have been a dozen guys on their list And they've went for this guy Including Stephen O'Donnell And many other uh, full backs But Celtic have done their homework They must have done their research On the player And the character of the player The mental toughness that's required To come and play for Celtic And they believe that he's good enough To go and fill that jersey Vacated by Mikhail Lustig and I think that that's obviously, you know, you've got to trust the judgment. It's only after, as I said, a good, a decent period of time. Then I think Tommy and anybody else can come back on and say, listen, he has surprised us, in which case is he's better than we thought. Or, listen, he's not good enough and, we, you know, we, we should have we should have been out and, and perhaps went for somebody like Stephen O'Donnell. Tommy, loan signings are the cause of great debate in this part of the world because you look at it in two ways. People who are a fan of the way it's structured will say, well, it's good because he's not costing us a fee at the moment. We can get a look at him and if we like him, then we buy him at the end of it. Other people 
are a bit more cynical They just don't like the idea of loans And they would rather see an investment made with a transfer fee Do you have any strong feelings either way? No, no listen, I don't And I'll, I'll, if Chief Boy proves us wrong And he comes in and he steadies the right back I actually like the guy I met The, the, the guy we got for Israel I, I actually thought he's a, he looks a good option as well At right wing back And I think with most Celtic supporters We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. We did with the volley, ball with ball and volley. So, jury's still out on him, but, but we'll, we'll know. He says he's got a Celtic shirt on. They get our support, they get our backing. Yeah, I mean, we'll find out in the next couple of weeks whether he is back up to El Hamed or whether he goes in ahead of him or whether it's. You know, very much a, yeah. a level playing field, and they can both continue to fight it out for the, the coming weeks. Well, I know that Neil Lennon and his staff put, put a lot of work on the L. Ahmed is very much a Neil Lennon signing, and are very happy uh, with what he's brought to, to the team and what he's brought in general so far. Albeit, you know, he's picked up a couple injuries already. Um, but what I would say is the left back area, uh, without shooting ball and golly down, but the left back area needs address, and I think that Celtic need to address it in a way that they are not bringing in backup for ball and golly; they are bringing in. A first choice left back And that's something I think that um, The manager probably wants to do Between now um, and Monday And if Greg Taylor's the answer He's setting up there The Rosenberg fullbacks On the radar um, as well But I think that um, Celtic need to address that position properly And I know it would probably It would hurt in terms of You maybe have to spend a lot of money On another left back When you've already spent 3 million in ball and goalie However In a season like this one don't take any gambles And if you need to go and spend a few million quid You need to go and do it Okay thanks to Tommy and Irvin That was 0141 David in Cranhill has also dialed it Hi David How you doing? Good thanks What's your take on the new signing today then? Well, well I think A lot of criticism has been Has been heaped to the Celtic board And rightly so Over the past few weeks um, But we've actually reinforced the position El Hamid is a, is a cracking time so far No done no part of wrong We've reinforced that position because if he would been injured, um, we would have to rely on maybe Ayer uh, and, and or Ralston. Um, so we've reinforced that position. It, it, we've not spent any money. It gives us a chance to look at him as, as people say. The money needs to be spent on left-back. It doesn't have to be spent on right-back. So we've done good business there. So and I, I can see and I know the message boards and, and just the, there's already the negative point of view from the Celtic fan of all seems to be a group of Celtic fans who constantly look at the most negative aspect and say that's the problem. Whereas actually, I think this is good business. I think, it and you know what, we were told in '97 Henrik Larson wasn't up to it because he didn't have a pedigree. Look what happened to him. I think yeah, Henrik Larson's pedigree was alright when he arrived. I've heard a lot of people, Celtic supporters, saying this. You know, and I've said it to me personally when I've, I questioned. Ball and goal out at the start Oh people wrote off Henrik Larson People wrote off Lubo Well listen my answer to that is Yeah But For every Lubo and Henrik There's a Marvin Comper There's a Raphael Scheidt So do you know what I mean you, you can go on and on and on So that kind of argument Doesn't stack up me Particularly that he mentioned Somebody for 23 years ago So I don't take in for that All you want to do is You judge You judge Bauer on what you see And at the moment You, you, you give Celtic, the recruitment staff, the manager, the board Saying that they've, they've done their homework They're not going to bring in somebody they think can't do the job Doesn't mean to say he will do the job But they do believe at this moment in time he's up to it This has no bearing on, on how good Maurice Bauer will be Jim mm. But I guess there will be a real a, a particular hope amongst the Celtic fans That 
he can come in Particularly because of the way That position's been In the last few years Mikael Lustig's yeah. kind of had it nailed down But even at times when He perhaps wasn't in form Christian Gamboa c- Could never really cut it As yeah. his replacement uh, Jeremy Tollian Could never really yeah. cut it As his replacement Anton Ralston's been there Or thereabouts So it's, it's not been a, a yeah. Brilliant position yeah, In the last few one, years I always like Ralston Every time I've seen Ralston He always seems to have done well But you know For one reason or another Celtic obviously Don't think he's the right guy To fill that berth Because th- As you mentioned Some of the guys there And then obviously Christopher Ayer Keeps filling it And listen Christopher Ayer done, done well in a couple of games At right back But he's a centre back And they want him In that central position So they've brought uh, Boyer in to, to compete You know With uh, Hamid and, and I think that's fair enough I'm still, you know, I still think Bolingoli looks a decent player. I, I'm, I'm a bit baffled. My, a lot of other people maybe have seen him a bit more, but the games I've seen him, he's made the odd mistake. But I don't think he's been terrible. I don't think he's as half as bad as he seems to be made out. I don't know whether it's because he's got a three million pound price tag on him. If he'd have been bought for a million, would somebody say, "Ah, he's all right"? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But me personally, when I seen him in the flesh at the weekend, there he's actually bigger. A bit more physical than I thought Yeah he's got things to learn But I actually think he's he's pretty decent I just think again Through a period of time I think in a couple of months time He settled into the Scottish game The way the, the game's played A couple of times He was a wee bit slack Because players are getting back to him And maybe one or two challenges He could be a wee bit more aggressive But I think that's maybe Just getting used to the way it's, The game is played in Scotland But generally speaking I thought he'd done alright You're not so sure though Mark So what what is it that no. You see that goes against What Jim's saying well, uh, I just think that this is a is unique the right word one off season. You know, you're trying to win nine and you've got Rangers trying to stop it. This is not a time for. I think the boy will come good. I think you know. I think it's best. What I've said is the way I look at it now for, for Celtic and for Rangers. I look at Rangers. I think they have done within Rangers remit and their spending capacity in Celtic a bigger spending capacity in budget. But I think Rangers have done at the moment. And by the way, they might still sell Morelos before Monday. But at the moment, I think they've done everything they can to try and stop nine and win the league this season. I look at it. I think for me, I mentioned two areas: is the goalkeeper the best that Celtic can get within their budgets with everything? No, I don't think he was. They addressed it. Fraser Forster, great signing. Ball and goalie. Is he the best left back that Celtic can get in this season when you're trying to win nine in a row and you take? As few gambles as possible I don't think Bolling Gollies Need it To be that kind of player Okay That's just my view on it Greg Taylor Watched him 12-14 times last season All day long for me All day long I'm not saying I'd pay 3 million I think he's probably worth 3 million But I wouldn't probably wouldn't pay that for him You try and negotiate your way around it But if there's a deal to be struck in the region Of 2 million pounds for Greg Taylor I would do it all Earlier day long. on Matt you're saying don't take a risk so if it's 3 million then it's a million pound risk to get the 9 in a row well that's a fair point that's a fair that's point that's me I, I think Bowen Golly's a good player and I think he will come good so that's that's my opinion 0141 951 Rangers fans big night in Europe tomorrow we're about to hear from Stephen Gerrard so give us your thoughts ahead of kick off on that one Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Greedy are here with me, Gordon Duncan. We're on Twitter as well, Clyde SSB, and Tony has been in touch talking about Celtic's new signing. Says Bauer has been very successful in Austria and Russia. He has the physical attributes to help players in Scotland to do well. One bad club and your CV doesn't make a bad player. And he cites the example uh, of Timo Puki. 
on that one It's 0141 on the phones We're about to speak to David Who's a Rangers fan in Wisher Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard first though He's telling his Rangers players They can't panic if things don't go all their own way Against Ligia Warsaw It is of course goalless Going into the second leg of the playoff at Ibrox tomorrow night Gerrard says they'll be prepared for every eventuality We also have to prepare for, for setbacks within the game Or if things uh, take a turn for the worse So um I don't want to see a negative reaction if that's the case, of course. We want to play this game uh, with confidence and with belief. We, we've got a decent record at Ibrox. Um, it's not the nicest place to come to for opposition players and teams. Um, we expect the fans to be right up for this one. We expect the place to be rocking. And we want to give them a performance that, that, that suits that, that atmosphere. I think we've just got to focus and try and find that performance over 90 minutes. I believe if we find our top level and our best performance, I think it'll be enough. Um, but what we can have is certain situations in the game affecting us from a mental point of view. So, you know, if, if it goes against us, I don't want the players to feel sorry for themselves and and that to affect how we react to that. And the same goes if we get that positive start that we're looking for and, and we get a breakthrough. I want the players to really stay on the gas and keep playing in, in a positive, aggressive way. The psychology of tomorrow is relevant, Jim, because... You can spin it any way you want About nil-nil in the first leg Being a, a good or a bad result I mean clearly If you go and yeah. lose the game you Go and don't lose the game That that feels like a good result But as Stephen Gerrard mentions It opens the door For an early away goal And, and what impact would that have Mentally on the Rangers players Yeah I mean a, a goal um, Against you You know Makes everything <laughs> Different You know And that, that can come at any time You know So You know <laughs> Concentration of course Is always going to be paramount In these games you know, and if it's the longer it goes at nil nil, the more that uh, everyone gets a little bit nervous, um, if, and and then Leisure start to gain a little bit of confidence because they know that one goal can change the whole complexion of the match. But even if Rangers get one nil up, you know that it's the same scenario. I mean, so Leisure can just stay in it. You know, so the, the, I think it's 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 one of those ones where I think Le, Leisure also will come there feeling that's actually not the worst result. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think from from just listening to to people, the, the the concern is that a lot of Rangers fans think, oh listen, this is this is a tie that's it's almost won if you you know, and I think that's the warning sign. I think that would be the concern for Stephen Gerrard to make sure his players stay fully focused and concentrated and don't make an elementary error because they are playing well, they are playing with confidence, Rangers. They have got strength now and depth. I've got firepower, uh, and you would expect them to go through. But I still think it could be a nervy evening. David, the Rangers fan on the line. Hi, David. Hello. How are you doing? Hi, David. How, Jim? Hi, Hi Mark. David. Hi, David. Uh, just based on what Jim said there, just I would like to see it just being controlled at the back, build it up for the midfield, spread it out. We are necessary, and hopefully you'll you'll get the result you want. Yeah, I mean, Mark, would you expect Ligia to come sort of flying out the traps and try and, and rattle Rangers? And if so, what David's saying seems like an an, an ideal sort of counter plan is to, to try and dictate it and try and calm it, try and do things on your terms. Aye, I, I would imagine Rangers will take early control of the game. You know, home advantage, they have got the the best score yet. You know, nil nil can be precarious, but I think you would make Rangers sixty forty um, to go through. But Ledger are not out of it. One goal, you know, totally changes the tie. But with home advantage, the crowd on your side, you imagine the, the, the impetus is on Rangers to go and try and make something happen. And they've got the talent there, middle to front, to go and hurt um, Legia. Equally, they will need to be on their, their toes. And uh, Rangers' backbone will need to be tight. Alan McGregor will need to be on form. 
And I think that, you know, the one thing about tomorrow night for Rangers, probably same for Celtic, but for Rangers, I think that Stephen Gerrard will pick his best available 11 to play tomorrow night. I don't think he'll be thinking about Sunday and then he'll think like, by the way, if you do well in the night, you're going again on Sunday. It's unusual for managers to go with the same team twice in three days, four days. But when tomorrow night you've got the guts of 10 million quid riding on it and then on Sunday you've got top of the league riding on it, you put your best team out mm. both times. What do you think about that, David? Because we were having a bit of fun with Jim earlier talking about this one game at a time. But for fans right now, you're looking at Sunday as well. So how do you approach both games? I just think it'll be a case of with the depth that Rangers have got in the middle just now, I think you can vary it without going too much gung-ho. Uh, I think the width will play a lot of importance on it. I think Rangers will get the better win. And regarding Sunday, that's the reason I think Rangers will win. So, so for instance, David, would you expect Alfredo Morelos to start tomorrow night and again on Sunday? I would think, depending on how the match uh, starts or after half time, uh, Lydia Warsaw. I think they'll, they'll probably want to just sit as the same. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be try to feel one or another, uh, one or other out. But I just think later on in the game, that's when uh, I think Rangers would score or maybe score a couple. Regarding Sunday, I don't know. He, he maybe go with two up front on Sunday, Steven Gerrard, but uh, the options there to do that. But what, Defoe and Morelos together, David? Uh-huh. Yep. I'd, find, I'd find that unlikely I mean, Rangers strength is in the, in the middle of the park That's where they, that game will be won and lost I think you'll find both teams Will absolutely pack the central midfield area I think Celtic over a tight three And I think Rangers over a fairly tight three in there as well Jim, so you yeah. you, you were saying earlier about you know, taking one game at a time Because mm-hmm. you have to wait and see whether injuries yeah. And you might perform brilliantly, you might perform mm-hmm. terribly But So as it stands, you don't think there'll be any foresight with Either manager thinking Okay I'll play him on Thursday But when Sunday comes around I'm, I'm, I'm going to play him Is it No I think I think in the, in the back of their mind They may well have You know Thoughts about one or two positions Perhaps But no more than that um, You know I, I think that uh, I think Mains will score two goals Tomorrow night So I think that'll be enough To get them through um, And I, th- I expect Celtic um, To go through as well So I think both teams Will come in Brimming with confidence but then you might just have one or two. You know, it depends how much what they had to put in. You know, players, but they've got they've got now strength and depth Rangers. So, for instance, somebody like Andy King might come into the, the mix. You know, and and then Ojo missed last week, and then he, he can come back in. So, you know, the, but I, I'm with Matt. I don't think they'll play with two strikers. I still think that uh, you know they'll they'll make sure um, that midfield's uh, tight. And the one player I don't think will change will be Morelis if. Um, you know uh, He's fit and healthy He starts uh, both Then I think he starts both I think he's You know He's he, he's the main man And yeah we know He hasn't performed as well Against Celtic uh, He should be desperate To put that right To, to rights um, But I think he's the he, He's a massive threat and I, and, and I still think That uh, he will start both games And would the same Maybe be said for Odson Edward as well Start yes. both Yes if, yeah. Yes absolutely well, I've if Neil Lennon wants to I think Celtic are more of a position Where he can maybe look More towards Sunday Than tomorrow I, mean, mm. I think they'll still do, I, I think the mindset of both managers Will probably be I'm playing my best 11 tonight As in Home to Legia Away to AIK And I want them to do that well I just want to go with the same again On Sunday I don't want to do too much Chopping and changing I don't want interference With sports science I want to win these two games And that's the way I want to do it 
Uh, Stephen Gerrard's admitting he has had the players practising penalties Just in case it goes all the way But he admits there is only so much you can prepare for I don't think it's a, a big advantage Because it's a completely different situation um, I think taking penalties in front of 22 players And 10 members of staff is completely different to 47,000 um, It's very difficult to replicate that situation But I do think you know, walking up and preparing your technique and having to think about where you're thinking of putting the ball and, and really being set in your decision before the penalties come. I think that could be helpful, so that's the reason behind it. Jim Duffy, yep. in your long time involved in the game and mm-hmm. in various roles, is, is there a benefit? How much emphasis would you put on practising penalties or not? You're listening to Stephen Gerrard there saying, yeah, we do it a bit, but you know, what's the point? Because it's completely different pressure. No, 100% practice penalties. I mean, I think it definitely, I mean... I've said to, to players actually just recently I was, I was speaking to a couple of players about it and it's about keeping the routine so why would you spend I mean you hear you know these phrases like small margins and you know, meticulous preparation and all these sort of things so why wouldn't you practice a penalty mm-hmm. you know as Stephen Gerrard just said there you know your, how you're going to approach the ball you know the type of run up you're going to do you know where you prefer to put it if you practice that time and time again, like Eden, you practice, then you'll be more confident. Yeah, you add the tension in and the, the crowd and the atmosphere and the responsibility. You've got to be able to handle that. But you shouldn't be walking up to take a penalty if you can't handle it in the first place. So a lot of players, top players, would say, I'm not a penalty taker. Kendrick Leach was one many, many years ago. He wasn't a, a, a normal penalty. I did take a few, but not, not the regular. And funny enough, I was listening to a big Peter Couch at the weekend there. He was on Soccer AM in the morning and he said... He hadn't scored for about 20 games for, for Liverpool And it was Stephen Gerrard Ironically it takes the penalties And Stephen Gerrard gave him the ball To, to try and get him off the mark And big crouch he missed <laughs> So so he probably didn't practice enough Someone so, scored the rebound didn't they I just, yeah. read, I just read his book last week actually but, Same but, story But the thing is he's, you know, you, I think definitely 100% Prepare for it You don't want it to happen But if you do mm. And, and Leisure have also said They've prepared They've practised penalties as well So both managers are not taking any risks uh, David what about in defence Because Katic and Goldson Clearly the favourite too if you like But Philip Hillander comes in at, at the weekend Would you expect him just to, to drop back out And revert back to the normal two? See that's the thing now They're kind of trying to vary And the, the, the new Swedish guy's been saying And all he's kind of a, does the basic things quite well Take it and pass it Barr said she had a good game Last Saturday Good free kick Maybe his confidence Has just basically Dropped a wee bit But he kind of showed That it can be a good Left back So that's a dilemma But that's how The manager sees it I I would imagine um, Certainly for Sunday But probably t- tomorrow night As well again Just at the three that I, I think you try and play Your, your, your best 11 For both games um, I would be very surprised If John Flanagan doesn't start both games I think that John Flanagan um, Is rated uh, As a number one left back um, At the club When it comes to the crunch When you know the stakes are high And I was so at Sunday not enough for Barisic I, w- I wouldn't think so God no I mean as you know I was at the game It was a terrific goal he scored Didn't look out of place Etc etc However I think that Flanagan And rightly so as a number one full back, the number one well, left back. I think Barisic might play against Leisure, but then Flanagan will play against Celtic. Okay, explain your thinking. Because Rangers have to win in terms of the European game, whereas I think Flanagan's maybe a slightly better defender. Barisic is better going forward, so better at stopping James Forrest essentially, because yeah. that's what the yeah. challenge will yeah. be. Or trying to yeah. stop him. 
So from that aspect, you know, he can, you know, he would like to think, and obviously Rangers probably think that as well. So, but whether I mean, Mark might say he might start and stick with that, settle back four for both games. But I think that uh, Rangers have Stephen Gerrard's come out time and time again said he wants two players for every position. Mm-hmm. I think he has that other than Tavernier probably, um, but every other every other position is well covered. So, and I think it might be Bar- uh, Barisic and then Flanagan, but we'll see you tomorrow night. Okay, thank you very much David in Wisher If you want to get in touch with the show tonight We're on the phones at 0141 951 And we're also on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB Neil Lennon is just doing his press conference at the moment Looking ahead to AIK against Celtic So we'll tell you what he had to say And we'll take more of your calls next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here Looking ahead to a massive couple of days For the two big clubs in Glasgow Looking ahead to Europa League qualifiers AIK and Ligia Warsaw tomorrow They meet each other at Ibrox on Sunday And then the transfer window closes on Monday night as well So it is all happening We're on 0141 951 uh, You can also get in touch on Twitter at Clyde SSB and Frank has a question for you too Jim and Mark mm-hmm. he says can you ask Mark and Jim what do you think about Ayer tomorrow and Sunday does he play right back he strolls past players similar to Van Dyke when he was at Celtic I wouldn't put him quite in the Van Dyke <laughs> class yet that's for sure but as I've said before it takes time and he's taken what a good couple of seasons they really become you know the player he is at this moment in time and there's still more to come from him he's still a young you know relatively young player anyway but I, I mean, again, tomorrow night, I think he'll start um, centre back. Yeah. Uh, I think I think he'll start with centre back with Julian tomorrow night. I think he will. Um, I don't know whether he'll play Ralston right back or whether he'll. Or if El Hamed makes it, no. Hamed still got a chance, has he? But I, I think he'll start. And again, even at the weekend, the only, I don't know if it's, uh, you know Seminovic is is going to be fit for the weekend or not. But I think he's he's definitely Celtic's number one central defender just now. So, yeah, maybe at home domestically you can get away with it at times because Celtic are controlling the game, dominating it. But I think tomorrow night, having a two-goal advantage, you want to make sure you're solid defensively. If you're solid defensively, you get through. I, I would I agree with Jim there. That, uh, I think for sure now, I don't think there's any doubt that, that uh, Ayer is the number one central defender. Celtic if El Hamed is fit whether it be tomorrow night and or stroke Sunday then he plays it right back and I uh, slot so you don't want to move your best player out of his position unless you absolutely have to uh, Neil Lennon's been speaking in Sweden ahead of the game tomorrow just a couple of quotes on the new signing Moritz Bauer he's a player with a very good pedigree Austrian international in the Premier League he played well had a great time at Ruben Kazan we've got a good player on our hands fit good attitude strengthening up one of the positions we've been looking at he will train tomorrow then we'll gauge him again on Saturday and see how he is I mean, there's every chance he gets thrown straight in and yeah. listen it's happened with players in the past mm. we, we we sort of build it up and think oh my can you imagine getting mm. thrown in and I'm sure it's a huge story but, but it, it happens yeah there's a, there's, a, there's a number of players that made their debut in no firm matches but uh, you know he will could do, I mean he could do it but again you'll have, you have to see what level he's at and I think he said in his interview that he hadn't played he didn't even play pre-season games I think he said right. he just but he said he has been training and his fitness levels are good but I think if you threw him into an old firm game at Ibrooks with the tempo, uh, I think he's going to need a, an auction tank on his back in the first 10 minutes because it will be 
absolutely hectic So it would be a challenge for him But listen, you know Obviously Neil Lennon will assess that After the AIK game Brian's a St Mirren fan in Johnston Hi Brian uh, Hi, how you doing alright? Yes, good Brian. Brian What's your point tonight? Um, I was just I've been listening to the show Then I'm in the kitchen I was just listening You're talking about um, Stephen Gerrard And talking about Practicing penalties mm-hmm. And I'm wondering Why would that be necessary The only possible outcome Would be if it's a nil-nil Correct Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yes So why why would you practice penalties Surely they're not going to Sit back and expect to Hold it for a nil-nil Yeah but the result Doesn't always go the way You want it to Brian uh, You know what I mean But the minute The minute somebody scores The penalties are not going to be A factor are they? Yeah, well if we don't score Brian Ah uh, well, well, it's possible, aye, but you'd, I, I was thinking Rangers at home, I thought who's at Ibrox, they're going to score at least one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you would hope so, and, and that might well be the case. But <laughs> as I said, uh, there is a there is a, a a case where it could end up nil nil. In which case, is if you've not practiced penalties, people would then say, why didn't you? So, no, listen. Uh, well, okay, well, and that well, that's a thing. But I, I just think it's about to me. It just sends a bit because I'm thinking nothing each is the only possible thing that would be a p- for penalties. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And that's I'd, I'd like to think that the Rangers would get an attack and score a goal or two. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that's what their intentions will definitely be to to to, to win the game. There's no doubt about it. But football, listen, your uh, team, no matter what team you support, there's always a nil nil somewhere in the season for your team. <laughs> there's yeah. even even if you dominate the game, sometimes you just can't break them down, and the opposition keeper has a wonder game. All these sort of things, you know, a referee can make a decision and, uh, okay. you know, you have a player sent off and all these sort of things can happen. So I think you've got to practice. OK, no problem. Thank you very Thank much. You. Good man. Short and sweet. That was Brian in Johnson on 0141 Twitter is also with us at Clyde SSB. Uh, if you want to get your thoughts into us, George is in Liverpool. Hi, George. Good evening, panel. Yes. Um, so I have been following... Um, the Scotland selection um, that's been chosen by Steve Clark, and I just wanted to ask the panel a couple of thoughts on a couple of uh, queries that I've got. Um, notable absentees, uh, first of all, um, that surprised me was, well, first of all, Mikey Johnson who I believe has been hitting the ground running at Celtic since the start of the season, scored a few goals and has been one of Celtic's infirm players. And I'm not necessarily a Celtic fan, but I do take note of uh, what players have started off the season quite well. The second one is the comeback of Lee Griffiths. Again, you know, uh, since his lengthy absence, he seems to have hit the ground running. And then the third one is a defender that I would have included instead of another defender, um, Liam Lindsay, who is at Stoke at the moment and seems to be uh, doing quite well for them. Um, Three decent suggestions, George. Let's, Let's pick our way through it. The first one... Was Mikey Johnson he, I mean George is undeniably right He has started the season well He's in the Scotland under-21s yeah. squad mark So it's not like you know they're not aware of him Or they don't like him Should he have been in the A squad Or is this just part of the process for him? No I don't think he should be in the A squad I think Scotland are well off uh, In the wide areas And I think unless Normally the way it works would be If Steve Clark thought that Mikey Johnson's going to start Or you know mm-hmm. really really close to pushing Forrest or Fraser Or whoever you want to mention out the team then he would have him in. But he's probably thinking, well, what's the point of having him in when he can go and play for the 21s? If need be, 
And he sees something they can draft him in. They can pull him in at a, mo- a moment's notice. So no, I don't think he should be in the squad. Lee Griffiths, I don't think the time's right. I spoke about that on, on Sunday. In terms of he's not even coming off the bench uh, for Celtic at the moment. So in the national team, no. If there's one or two call-offs, then certainly Lee Griffiths would come into contention. But at the moment, no. I can see why Steve Clark hasn't selected them. And Liam Lindsay, haven't seen Liam Lindsay uh, play certainly since he joined um, Stoke. But again, Steve Clark and his scouts would have done their homework. That's why they've gone with Liam Cooper. At Leeds United rather than, than Liam Lindsay Stoke are struggling at the moment etc etc so um, again you've just got to trust the judgement of the, the Scotland manager and his staff The frustration for Liam Lindsay himself Jim I'm sure is that we have major major defensive injury problems this time and yet he still uh, hasn't been given the nod so maybe um, that'll be a bit of a but I'm sure it will be a body blow to him Listen the Scotland squad's been debated for decades <laughs> you know it, it doesn't matter every Scotland manager you know when I've picked a squad Everyone will have an opinion of who should be in it or who shouldn't be in it, you know. And that that's the case. That's that's why you know George is is, is right to to have his opinion because you know everyone's got that, and some people are more aware than others. But as far as Mikey Johnson's concerned, I think he is a young player, and I think sometimes we do wait a little bit too long at times before throwing talent in. Um, but I think there are, is enough, you know, with Forrest and Fraser, and you know, there's there's other players that can play. And, is that the and, thought process? As Mark says, presumably, I mean, Fraser starts. So if, if you're Mikey Johnson, mm. you might as well go and play mm. for the twenty one. Yeah. Be their main man, yeah. and and come to the squad another yeah, time again. Getting used to the international setup, you know, even if it's on the twenty one level, and then, and then you know, if you if you can fulfil that potential and become a more you know regular established member of Celtic then then you, you're forced away and there's absolutely no doubt about it that he would be it would be a certainty if he becomes a, a more regular first team player for Celtic he'll be in the Scotland squad no doubt about it um, you know Liam Lindsay yeah he's, he, he had done well that's why he got his move uh, to Stoke I think it was a significant amount of money nearly £2 million pounds, I think um, again I think he'll be a, he's a player but Scotland have had an embarrassment of riches in the sense of a number of centre-backs. I'm not saying they're all top quality. I just mean the numbers. Um, but I'm not sure if Scott McKenna is he He's definitely injured, out. Yep. Yeah, I know he got injured, but I wasn't sure if he was definitely yeah. out. Um, so there may still be a case. You know yourself, there's a lot of times we think and someone these pulls players out. are in and then we've got a massive weekend uh, of football. And not just the old for a match, but for a lot of teams. So there may well, well be... English Lord League clubs are playing tonight, aren't yeah. they? And last night as well. So. There may be an opportunity for him to, to force his way in. But again, I think he's just got to get that... Um, level of consistency and hopefully Stoke improve as well and that'll help his chances he's, he's still you know a relatively young defender so there is scope for him to be to become a, a, a squad member um, sooner than later George you want to come back in with another point yeah yeah well just on the flip side of it right and uh, you know I sort of uh, uh, you know people that made the squad that I kind of raised eyebrows a wee bit okay I mean there's just two in particular Right, so maybe you can help me out here. So um, there's, I, I, I was just saying to the uh, program and a uh, uh, producer about this um, thing with uh, Ollie McBurney. Ah, is this the video? Surfaced. Yeah, the video mm-hmm. that of him talking to John Fleck at Sheffield United. I think both of them are playing in the same club team. Now, um, I. That aside, um, since Ollie, I know Ollie McBurney got a twenty million pound move to Sheffield United, but internationally, you know, since he's joined the Scotland squad, it's not. I mean, maybe I've got this uh, the wrong way round, but 
Uh, my impression is that he's not really, you know, stepped up to mark. Let me put it to the guys, George, purely because what we're running about out of time. This video yeah. is interesting. All McBurney, I, I, I showed you both mm-hmm. during the last break, actually, coincidentally, that Ola McBurney appears to be caught on camera speaking to John Fleck. Um, it is very difficult to make out what he said and, mm-hmm. and fair play to the people who've watched it a hundred times and believe they can tell exactly what it is. But it is quite difficult to tell. He does appear to make a comment along the lines of he hopes he's not going away with the Scotland squad. That's the gist of it in, in the comment. A lot of people have put this on social media and they're not happy about it. It doesn't look great, but at the same no. time you can't hear it fully and you maybe don't get the full context. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, listen, right, it, it, it could be from... good. Look, I, I agree. I can't. I couldn't say one hundred percent. But what it, does, it raises question marks, and it's something that Ollie McBurney doesn't need. But listen, even if he is, can I say? Oh, I hope I'm not going away or, or whatever. It could be just a bit of part on the tunnel with uh, with John Flight and the boys, maybe showing off in front of the the boys. So you know, listen, see if he does. They want to play. I'm sure he'll come out and see it. No, I don't want to play. I'll stand down. But he does. He's made himself available. He scored for Sheffield um, United. I disagree. Uh, with George uh, In terms of I don't think we're blessed With number 9 uh, Options And all of Bur- Burnley I'm not saying he's a number 1 striker uh, Far from it But I think he's certainly a guy That should be in the squad The problem with the video Jim Is you, you can understand Why fans Are just not going to like that And there might be A slightly more innocent explanation <laughs> It just doesn't look great Does it? Yeah but well, You know We're, we're finding a guy um, You know Guilty before yep. he's even had a chance to speak for himself, you know, and uh, I think that uh, you know that's that's you know guilty by by social media. I think is something that uh, I think is is wrong. So you know you have to understand the whole you know whether it was an, another part of conversation where they did say that where it was. I mean, there's loads of things, and unfortunately, um, these things um, seem to seem to just get dismissed. Let, let's just let's just hammer the guy. I, I think he's improved significantly over the last eighteen months. When he first came in at first, I think he was raw, he was gangly, he was a bit unorthodox, but he's now he's certainly stronger. Listen, he's playing the Premier mm. League, he's scoring goals, so let's get him in the squad. Thanks to George and Liverpool. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time Your chance to take on Mark Guidi or Jim Duffy To win yourself a signed ball And even if you don't We're giving you tickets To the Scotland women's game Against Cyprus at Easter Road On Friday anyway So you've already won Before you even answer a question Jim is ready So is Mark If you want to take them on It's 0141 951 1025 Be quick Because the lines close When the news starts at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompsons.com Duffy and Mark Guidi Are here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic have made a new signing That's what we kicked off The show with We got your reaction To the capture of Moritz Bauer Stephen Gerrard's been Looking ahead to Ligia Warsaw tomorrow Two big Europa League qualifiers and of course a big game on Sunday as well So if you've got thoughts on any of those Keep them coming And we're about to hear from Paul Gascoigne After we do this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online the Scottish Slash football Beat the Pundit time Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are standing by And one of them Is taking on Raymond Who's a Rangers fan from Easterhouse How are you tonight Raymond? I am fine Good stuff Raymond I'm very well And of course you're already a winner Because you've got your tickets If you fancy going along To see Scotland's women Against Cyprus At Easter Road on Friday And even if you don't I'm sure you can give them To someone Who would be more than happy To go and take in the action So there we go You're a winner already 
Right, cheers. Good cheers. man. Let's let's go for the not to say that that isn't the big prize, but I mean the same ball. That's that's what we're all here for, obviously. The bragging rights. Heads, it's Mark Guidi you're up against, and tails, it will be Jim Duffy. And it is tails, Jim Duffy, against Raymond from Easterhouse. So I'm going to give Jim something else to listen to, Raymond. I'm going to set him up with a bit of Clyde too, and that way he cannot hear what you're saying. You've got 30 seconds head to head with Jim. You can pass. Here's your chance to beat the pundit. Are you ready? Right, cheers, go for it, yeah Which team did Rangers face in the first round of Europa League qualifying? Oh, Jesus, man, I forget, pass What nationality is Celtic's new signing Moritz Bauer? Uh, Norwegian Which Scotsman is the manager of Sunderland? Jack Ross Which team is top of Scottish League 2? Scottish League 2, uh, pass Name the Israeli international in the Hibs squad Pass. Which English team did Stevie Mallon play with after leaving St Mirren? Pass. Okay. <laughs> a few tricky ones in there. Let's see what, how Jim Duffy fares. Jim, can you hear us? Yep. All right, same set of questions to you. You ready? Okay. <sighs> Who did Rangers face in the first round of Europa League qualifying? Slavia Prague. What nationality is Celtic's new signing Moritz Bauer? Austrian. Which Scotsman is currently the manager of Sunderland? Jack Ross. Which team is top of Scottish League Two? Cove Rangers. Name the Israeli international in the Hibs squad Marciano Goalie Which English team did Stevie Mallon play with after leaving St Mirren? Barnsley uh, Which former Celtic right back sealed a move to Germany yesterday? Uh, Gamboa okay, okay, okay Raymond, last I heard from you, you were laughing at your own attempts at the questions That doesn't bode particularly well <laughs> And you're still I going don't, I don't think I've done very well Was it stage fright? I think so I Something like that St Joseph's You're right See when the pressure's <laughs> off They're easy They're easy when the pressure's off yeah. Raymond But to be fair Jim didn't know yeah. that one either uh, It was St Joseph Seems like a long time ago yeah. now So early That the, the, our team start the qualifiers uh, On to the second question Moritz Bauer Is Austrian I mean You're a million miles away Raymond But far enough away For Jim to be right And you to be wrong 1-0 to Jim uh, You got on the board With question 3 Jack Ross Is the manager of Sunderland We're going to talk about Sunderland in just a minute actually Which might be relevant to a high profile transfer target up here You both got it right 2-1 to Jim Cove Rangers are top of League 2 3-1 to Jim Ofer Marciano is the Israeli international in the Hibs squad 4-1 to Jim Stevie Marlin played with Barnsley 5-1 to Jim Raymond do you see where this is going? Aye aye uh, 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 <laughs> And which former Celtic right back Sealed a move to Germany yesterday Do you know what Raymond He couldn't even just let you off He had to kick you when uh, you were down He got Christian Gamboa <laughs> You didn't get that far Which means it's 6 to Jim Duffy And a 1 to you Raymond Hard lines Aye no problem I do better than a minute Ah that's what they all say <laughs> uh, Raymond that's a one off mate Believe me Come back again you'll win <laughs> Good man That was Raymond from Easterhouse Who is off to see Scotland women's team Take off Cyprus Take on Cyprus I should say At Easter Road on Friday So he's a winner anyway He wasn't clearly wasn't bothered About the sign ball He's got the tickets uh, You can still buy tickets At the Hibs FC website uh, It's a Euro 2021 qualifier Coming off the back Of the Women's World Cup uh, As well So uh, Hopefully you get along And enjoy that one It's 01419511025 uh, On the phones We have big breaking news tonight Rangers has to, I've got a statement to read to you from Rangers Okay, uh, Just bear with me because I've literally just been handed this Rangers have today informed UEFA's control, ethics and disciplinary body The club will not be requesting tickets for its next European match 
The club now faces an additional UEFA charge of racist behaviour for sectarian singing during the first leg of the game against Ligia Warsaw. We are liaising with UEFA in relation to the second charge. I won't read the, the, the rest of, of the statement apart from the bit which sort of reiterates the one from last week. This kind of behaviour has no place at Ibrooks or anywhere else. Offenders must please stop. You are endangering your club, which has recently launched its Everyone Anyone project aimed at welcoming all to Ibrooks. Uh, those who wish to sing offensive songs must realise by now they're insulting Rangers players, staff and fellow fans. There is nothing clever, bold or even defiant in what this small number of supporters are doing. Uh, and again, that the last paragraph also condemns it. Mark Guidi, there, w- there was always the chance that this would happen because of the, the charge from last week related to the earlier the St. earlier qualifiers. Game, the first game, yeah. we, we hadn't got round to, to potential charges from Up the Ligia Warsaw game yeah. and, and it's happened. So Rangers have been hit with a second charge from UEFA for sectarian singing relating to the Ligia Warsaw game and as a result, the club will not be requesting tickets for its next European away match. So if Rangers get through tomorrow night, the first game away from home in Europa League, no Rangers fans will be at the ground. And I mean, it, it, it could be, it could it could go, be it Arsenal. Could yeah, you know, yeah, it could be a ma- not, not, not that that makes it any different, yeah. but that's the type of occasion that, that you could be yeah. missing out on. Listen, you you go with the statement and and you hear it again um, from Rangers, and you know that the, the old Scottish word Glasgow, you know, the, I think they're scunnered with a section of their own supporters, and they have to sit up and take note. I think there's actually maybe a planned meeting tomorrow with the Rangers hierarchy and some of the kind of supporters, the head of the supporters associations, to try and get to the root of this and try and for all to come together. To, to find the common good and for that minority that are putting the club uh, in danger that they stop it they just have to stop it it's plain and simple Rangers some of the Rangers songs are really good songs they don't need to enter into the stuff where the words are made up and the wee add-ons they don't need to do it and they better stop doing it and um, you just hope that the message gets through there's no act of of defiance tomorrow night against UEFA in the game at Ibrox. I don't think there will be. I think the penny's dropping and uh, it better drop, but you don't know again you know, what the sanctions will be on the back of the, the Legia game from, from last week too, Gordon. It's not been decided yet, has it? Uh, no, well, So it's just a charge, but you actually don't know what the punishment's going to be. Yeah, it looks like that at the moment. So right, Rangers so. fans, get your reaction into us right now. 01419511025. Another charge from UEFA for singing uh, relates to the game against Legia Warsaw. Rangers have responded already. And will not be requesting tickets for the next European away match. So no Rangers away fans uh, going to the next away game. Give us your thoughts right now. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Jim Duffy. Yeah, I mean it's just so disappointing. Uh, but uh, you know, listen, society has changed dramatically in the last few years. But at two thousand and nineteen, there are things that we all said, we all done, we all thought was okay 10, 20 years ago that are not acceptable now. Including some football songs So songs that were sung at football grounds They're just unacceptable now They're chants, statements Even, you know, you know, sh- shouting certain uh, aspects of the, the you know, comments Just can't be done anymore They can't be done publicly uh, they, You know, in any shape or form So everyone has to understand that Rangers have tried to address it They've went out there They can't really do too much more Than what they're currently doing with their supporters but the supporters have to understand that they're harming their club uh, and the club have made a big statement by not mm. you know, already deciding they're not because they, they haven't been found guilty yet. There's just been a charge made to them. So Rangers are making a big statement to say we're not taking any away fans in our next uh, game 
if they get through against Lazio Warsaw. But uh, yeah, it's very, very disappointing. We, we, we have to move into this this time that we're at now and understand where we are now and stop mm. you know lingering in the past let, let, me, let me be very very clear because this programme has an awful habit mm. of getting misinterpreted this does not make it any better it does not make it any better but it is worth remembering that this is not since the first charge if that, that if that makes sense it's not like the first charge came about and the Rangers fans decided to go well do you know what yeah yeah you know, yeah, and, that and, and that Friday morning. So yeah. this is us basically just playing finding out and, and, and yeah. playing catch up. Like yeah. I say, that doesn't make it okay. No. But it, it's not like the Rangers fans haven't yet had the chance to learn their lesson in Europe. If that's if I, that's I the right phrase, I think we also have to be careful, Gordon, as well, because sometimes we'll look at other countries, other teams, and we'll see about they chant or they do this or they do that. I think we've got to forget that. I think we've got to say, listen, let's deal with this situation just now. And Rangers, as a football club, are dealing with it. And I think fair play to them. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. You, you know the way these arguments work, Mark. We've heard it all before. Yes, other bad things go on in football stadia. Yes, other bad things go on in the world. But if you're a Rangers fan, you do not have time to worry about that right now. No, it just needs to stop. Look, it's not set anymore chatting about the colour of someone's skin. Your religion, Catholic, Protestant, Fenians, Orange, you know, whatever. Your gender. You know now All that's stopped It's no place in society It's no place in football And The sooner the people Who are, are dragging their club down And actually embarrassing themselves By singing this kind of stuff Just stop it You don't need to do it As I said There's enough good songs out there At the moment There's enough good football To watch to keep you entertained Why do you need to bring in Those extra words That are dragging your club down And as a result For tomorrow night First and foremost I've seen 3,000 Rangers fans Deprived of the chance of seeing their team in a, in a crucial European game Instant reaction coming into that one David is a Rangers fan in Hamilton Hi David Hi Tim. Hi, panel, how are you doing? Hi, David. Good David, what's your take on this then? I imagine that came as perhaps a bit of a shock to you tonight Or I don't know, maybe, maybe it didn't But I'm sure you've got strong feelings either way I have got strong feelings To be honest I'm not that shocked uh, I'm living in 2019 And I was just saying to your uh, producer there I've, I've got kids from a mixed background I'm a season ticket holder at Ibrox so I've got Catholic children, uh, obviously go to a Catholic school and they're sitting in the Munster bands and listening to the, the sectarian singing. It becomes toe-curling, you know. They're there to enjoy the football. It's about time as Rangers fans we realise we're in 2019 and we're not living in the, 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 the Stone Age, you know. It's, it's, it's a shambles. We launch a campaign with everyone, anyone, and then we're just making ourselves look absolutely silly in front of everybody with these chants and these songs. They have no place in modern society today. Yeah, and that the Rangers sort of acknowledge that part of it, which David mentions in the mm-hmm. statement. That the, the strange thing for, for most most of us, Jim, is this this stuff's always been obvious. We didn't mm-hmm. we didn't need UEFA to point this out. Those who wish to sing offensive songs must realise they are insulting Rangers players, staff, mm-hmm. and fellow fans. If you are singing mm-hmm. anything with an anti-Catholic sentiment. Mm-hmm. You're going to be offending someone that's sitting next to you, yeah. or someone that's on the yeah. pitch, or someone yeah. in the dugout. So yeah, we've, had, we've had discussion before. We've had gay fans going to the game and saying there's homophobic chants. We've had women going to the game and saying there's sexist chants. You know, sectarian, racist. You know, as 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 David has said, you know, we're in 2019. Let's move on. A society is trying to move on, but unfortunately, people keep dragging us back the way all the time. And whether it's you know. Trolls on, on, on social media Or whether it's in football stadiums You know We have to get past this And there has to be And, and, and as I said before As a football club 
I have to say Rangers are doing everything they can. They are yeah. making they can't make any bigger a statement they're saying, listen, we're not taking any any tickets. Yeah. They've already lost three thousand fans who don't have the opportunity to go and support their team in a, in a huge European night. And as I say, then it's hurting the club as, as Rangers have already said. And the Rangers fans, if they're true Rangers fans and they want to see their club progressing, not living in the past, progressing, looking forward, then they have to stop this type of chant. I think Dave King's been good as well over the piece. Going back to the Steve Clark stuff as well, he put out a personal statement which was good. It was spot on. Again, he's leading the way in the past five or six days of what's happened with his football club. And I need to remember now. You know. You think of how it's all moved on from from black players. It's not acceptable anymore. Black people in society, the way they were they, they were treated, people would speak against them. The same with 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 gay people, particular genders now, whatever it may be, it's not acceptable. So we have to now accept in this part of the world, the west of Scotland, that religion sectarianism isn't acceptable either. So we have to accept that you know just deal with it. And move on You know if you need Feel the need The urge to shout these Or sing them Sing them mm. in the, the confines Of your own living room Your own bedroom Or somewhere You know with the doors locked oh, I, Don't I, do I, it in public I, Ideally don't though No but don't <laughs> No don't But mm. just Don't do it in public Just don't do it Full stop Just don't do it solution. David Let me ask you about Your own personal experience um, I mean Have you ever dared To sort of speak out Against fans around you I appreciate that Can be an intimidating thing to do You're there with the kids And all the rest of it I just wonder if you've ever Raised it with, with fans round about you To be honest I've held a season ticket For God, over a decade now And I have raised it I have raised it On several occasions And I'm not talking about Old firms I'm talking about Games against Lower league teams That you're still hearing These chants Over the, the refs Or the players Or what their background is You know But it becomes An intimidating factor Now I'm one of the fans That's missing out On a ticket tomorrow night Because of this thing And, and you can probably hear My voice and my wee bit I hate about it But it just needs to change. It needs to stop. And it's like talking to a brick wall. It's, it, it, every time we get sanctioned or we get penalised, there's another one propping up. And it's bad press. We're trying to get Rangers back in on good press, but it's just constant bad press all the time. It's becoming annoying, to be honest. Is it something you've ever had? I don't know how old the children are, or David. Is it something you've ever had to sort of explain to them? I mean, how, how on earth do you go about explaining it? I don't know, but is it an issue you've ever had to raise? I've got my, my oldest is 15, uh, and I've, had to, I've obviously had to explain to him that this is obviously other people's views. This is a, the, the culture that they've grew up in, and I'm not. I'm not. I, I'll be honest with you. I've sang songs when I was younger, and I didn't even know the fact of these songs. But it, these are grown men that are singing these songs, and that and you're, you've got to educate your kids that not all society goes along with this. This is only a game of football. We're here as a family. Enjoy a game of football. And try not to take that home. Now you're worrying about is that influence my kid, or if they, or if my kid wasn't from that background, would they go and then pass these songs on to their friends? Are they singing these songs when they're out with their, their friends socialising? You know, it's just one of these cultures that just needs to be stamped out. I mean, David hits a nail on the head, Jim. Mm-hmm. We can't probably add anything because Jim's Jim's living it all the time. But the, the fact that he has to try and somehow it, you are you two are older than me hope you don't mind me saying but we're no, of a certain older. age where you've really? you've heard it you've grown up no I, d- I've d- taken d- part in it I'm quite over I've, I've admitted this many times I sang songs when I went to football matches that I cringe now when I think back but I've moved on I understand it's times have changed we have to move on as a as you a culture as a people yeah I've learned a, a, you know offensive uh, behaviour if you want to call it that in terms of what you what you shouted at someone or sang about someone sometimes 20, 30 years 40 years ago whatever it happens to be but now you know what's acceptable what's not 
I think a lot of people say, oh, there's an ignorance. It's not an ignorance. I think this is if you don't know. <laughs> you do know, so there's no ignorance. Um, so it's just people's choices. And I think you can choose to move on or you can choose mm. to, stay, to live in the past. And I think a lot of people, unfortunately, are still trying to live in the past. David, really appreciate the call. Thanks for sharing your own experiences. It's 01419511025. More where that came from. And we've got a good full-time teaser for these guys. Get your pencils ready. That's coming next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy are here with me, Gordon Duncan, and it's time for them to tackle tonight's full time teaser. That's assuming I can find the right bit of paper. Here we oh, go. Gordon, sorry. Oh. See, well, remember, I, I missed it on Saturday. What was the answer to the, the Who Am I on Saturday? The brother played in multiple. European final. Oh, Aaron Niguez Saul oh, Niguez's brother Not remember him at Rangers? No, no. no. Okay, we're going back to right. This is a, a bit easier than that, I think Paul in Port Glasgow sent the question in tonight He sent it to fulltime at Clyde1.com So if you've got a question And you'd like to hear it on the show That's where you send it Fulltime at Clyde1.com Paul says Since and including The 2000-2001 season 12 Scots Have scored in a Scottish Cup final For the winning Side Can you name them So since and including The 2000-2001 season 12 Scots have scored In a Scottish Cup final For the winning side Can you name them we'll take a, I think I think you two will nail this So we'll get a couple To get I'll us up I'll give you a couple oh, I'm thinking Dundee United Ross County So uh, Craig Conway Yep Johnny Russell No No Not uh, David Goodwillie Yes Um 2000 Kenny Miller No 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 Chris Boyd Yes Alright you've got three So you're a quarter of the way there Since and including the 2000-2001 season 12 Scots have scored in a Scottish Cup final For the winning side Chris Boyd did it in the, the 08 final Craig Conway and David Goodwillie did it in the same game For Dundee United We're looking for nine more You can play along with us on Twitter At Clyde SSB Let's see how quickly you can get them Just to recap some, some breaking news for you Because we don't always get breaking news at this time in the show uh, Rangers have been hit with another UEFA disciplinary charge for the sectarian singing This one comes for the game against Ligia Warsaw So remember the previous charge was for the game against St Joseph So the, there was always a chance that this would happen As the disciplinary procedure sort of caught up with itself It has happened and Rangers have responded With a very strongly worded statement And confirmation that they will not take any tickets For the next European away match So yet again the bottom line is innocent fans are going to miss out because people can't behave themselves. So, Stuart's got some views. He's in Kilmarnock. Hi, Stuart. Hi there. How are you doing? Good, Stuart. You got an opinion on this? Yeah, I just want to say, I think it's a... I'm a Kilmarnock fan, but I think it's a fantastic statement from Rangers coming out and, you know, ultimately punishing either fans to hopefully make a statement. What I think is... Um, needs pointed out, though, is UEFA have basically done this and forced Rangers' hand in the space of two matches where the SFA and SPFL have had 15-20 years at least where this problem's been a, a massive issue and, and done nothing and it just shows that actually with the right sanctions put in place the clubs will take notice um, and as I've said you know, Rangers have reacted really well Yeah, I think I think it's a valid point I'm sure I think that uh, saying that UEFA uh, have come out and been strong in that and I think that um, you know you need leadership and uh, obviously that the, the governing body has said listen these are these are things now that we have to address 
But also as I said And you're right In saying that You know Rangers Have accepted that uh, And uh, you know They've also You know Done their part And and I, I, the one thing As I said we had, we, had, we had David I think it was on earlier on And that's the difficulty When you've got good supporters Getting punished um, you know, for 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 the consequences of of yeah, I mean, always D- a minority. David, miss, David misses out misses tomorrow out, night, doesn't yeah. he? Because of it. and his and his and his children, he goes to the game, and you want your fans, you, you, that fan base. I mean, he's saying he's, I think his oldest son's fifteen. He could be that Avengers fan for the next 40, 50 years, you know. But if he's not getting an opportunity to go, then sometimes you can lose that enthusiasm, that energy as a young supporter. So, yeah, I think that it's important for the next generation of supporters to say, listen. If you're coming along to support our club, then come come along and do things properly. And I think that next generation will definitely be better. There's no question. And a lot of that is to do with the actions that Rangers are taking at this moment in time. The reality of the situation, Mark, and Stuart talks about UEFA forcing the Scottish FA's hand, or maybe that being a possibility. We're back to the same debate as last week. In theory... And my goodness, please don't confuse this for me suggesting that it's a good idea. But in theory, these songs can be belted out on Sunday against Celtic and there will be no punishment because the Scottish FA isn't set up in that way. And well, the SPFL, I should say. It's, it's yeah. an SPFL matter. And there is no desire amongst the clubs to make it happen. No, and uh, that's unfortunate because you know we should be able to police our own games better. I- I've said it. From last season Not so much with the chanting But the, the unsavoury stuff Where players were being attacked Coins were being thrown People invading the pitch You know Hearts I, You know I think Hearts and Hibs Led the way I mean I think The Edinburgh clubs The way they dealt with things I think really um, Shamed Their Glasgow clubs For not dealing with it You know Because they actually They were very proactive Said no we aren't Stand for it It wasn't about some of the states, you know, we're working with the authorities to try and sort it out. See those kind of statements? They really annoy me because they actually they don't mean anything. So, um, no, they won't go and do um, anything which is unfortunate. But it's been a long time coming, and it is a wake up call. And I'd like to think now that that this kind of action, if there's clubs and their supporters step out of line, then this kind of action is is here to stay. And if they bring it in in their own country, if they're serious about it, because let's be honest, if it was chance coming from any uh, Celtic Rangers fan in this group. About blacks About um, sexual orientations Whatever it may be They would be down at like a ton of bricks But for some reason When it comes to religion They back away from it Stuart We're kind of banging our head In a brick wall With regards to this one Because there's nothing really To suggest that The SPFL will will move towards that It's a members organisation The clubs decide And the clubs Don't have an appetite To sign up for something Which would see them Open to punishment Do you think this is it any chance that changes in your mind? Well, there's two things. I think, uh, you know, Rangers have come out with, with a statement and if they want to show they're really serious about it, then they might want to change their view on that and that could be a a real change in, in Scottish football. And the second thing, you know, Jim mentioned about innocent fans missing out and, you know, he's right and that's a shame. But if, if that goes somewhat towards a bit of self-policing, um, probably only at European games, but if that goes somewhat to, to self-policing, then we're, we're probably halfway there. Now there's a thing am, am I getting miles ahead of myself I don't know if this is what, what Stuart was suggesting Could Rangers spearhead a campaign To get our Scottish clubs to sign up To strict liability Yeah they could I mean obviously they're one of the major players In, in Scottish football and, and I think any I mean that would um, be a proactive step wouldn't it yeah, That would, would be, be a huge proactive step. Listen you know We need um, You know we're, we're, we're top clubs to, 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 to be the front runners And any changes uh, that, that benefit our game 
and um, you know Rangers are obviously one of those one of those uh, clubs. So yeah, I mean I think there's an opportunity there, but. I still think that uh, I'm not for self-policing I have to be honest with you because I think it's a, it's a dangerous route to go down if you're there with your kids and somebody shouts something and then you say something to them mm-hmm. and then there's a confrontation you don't want that you don't want confrontation it's a difficult when I know at the weekend there was a, a Celtic fan ejected from the stadium and he was pointed out and I, I think there's 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 maybe the odd occasion where that can work but if there's a big group if there's a, if there's a few hundred people I think I think I don't think that's the way to go down it so I think the clubs and authorities have to take responsibility. Uh, Stuart, just where we've got you on the line, talk about coincidence. You're a Kilmarnock fan, mm-hmm. and breaking news tonight that Kilmarnock have rejected an offer from Sunderland for Greg Taylor. We understand that it was miles below the club's valuation of the player. So, what do you, what do you make of that? Stuart, confident he'll still be a Kelly player, or, or can you see someone eventually coughing up the right amount of money? He's a great player. I can see someone coughing up the the money. The boy we got an in load for QPR by all accounts. I wasn't at the game on Saturday, but all accounts uh, filled in really well. So I just hope we get the the right asking price. Uh, you know, we as as most clubs in Scotland are, we're a selling club. So fingers crossed, we can get the get the true value for the player. I'd love to see him sell at Rugby Park. I think he's got two years left in his deal. Um, but if he does go, he'd go with my best wishes because he's been a great great servant providing we get the right money for him. Now believe me, sure, I know what it's like when Celtic mm-hmm. and Rangers come calling for your players and it, it can be frustrating at times. Would you rather he went to England? Because that's sometimes what you hear, isn't it? I, I, I'd be happy for him to go to England. I don't want him to end up in in the same league or we just whoever coughs up the most money. I think as long as you get a true value. I mean, Sunderland are... Uh, are I've made a strong start to the season there's every chance he'll be back in the championship and he could really go down there and make a name for himself but uh, no, as long as Kilmarnock get the right uh, the right money for him and it's right for the player uh, good luck to him What do you make of that breaking news tonight gents so Sunderland have made an official bid it's, it's miles off what, what Kelly volume Yeah I mean I, I, we, think I think it's, we think it's yeah, less than a million by the looks of it and yeah. there are talks of three million if, for Celtic's mm-hmm. interest so But I mean I a lot depends on the player as well How much Greg Taylor wants to push it How much he really wants to You know um, you know, Push this with his employers you know, Between the manager and the board They say look I don't want to be here Why do you want an unhappy player I've got a chance of trebling my wages You guys have got a chance of bringing in Let's meet in the middle and say 1.5 to 2 point million um, Then yeah You tend to find That it eventually happens I, I think he probably will go but certainly, uh, seven hundred and fifty grand. I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to say it's a derisory offer. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's unfair. I mean, if that is the offer, uh, I think it's unfair, Uncle I think that you know you can upset a player. And I think if somebody came in for one of Jack's players, you know, who was an established player in that team and offered, you know, that take of money for them. Scotland international, you know, as well. yeah, they, they, yeah. They, you know, they would, they would, they would, they would get chased. Mm. So I think that when it comes to, it, I think you've got to know. Really, what Kilmarnock are looking for, and then get as close to it as you possibly can. And by all accounts, that's miles away. Listen, we don't know the exact figure. There could be add-ons. It could take up to maybe a couple of million if they get promotion, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm guessing there'd be a significant uh, add-on uh, for that. But uh, for, as Commander's concerned, yeah, if they've got listen, for Commander, it doesn't do any harm. They've got another club in the mix. If Celtic are also still in the a mix, bidding war. Then yeah, of course, and then the player. Can get frustrated as we, as, as we know can happen, but ultimately, if it re- resolved for all parties at the, the end of the, before the end of the transfer window, then they'll be happy. I just love how you used that transfer window word. What was it? Mm. Begins with a D. 
Did I say that? Yes <laughs> You don't ever hear that word With the transfer window oh, right, right. I, I go through most of the year Never hearing that word But when the transfer window Comes around Seriously When do you ever hear it Every day It's only in transfer Language that you hear it So thanks for reminding me uh, Thanks also to Stuart and Kilmarnock We've got Brian and Erskine Let's quickly check in On tonight's teaser We are looking for Again I keep getting my bits of paper On the mess tonight We're looking 12, for 12, 12 Scots 12. Who've scored in a Scottish Cup final for the winning side since 2000-2001 You've got Chris Boyd, Craig Conway, David Goodwillie uh, Callum McGregor Yes, he's the most recent one uh, It was against Motherwell, wasn't it? David Gray Tried to forget about it uh, David Gray, yes uh, James Forrest Yeah. No Ryan Christie No Okay, we'll leave it there Chris Boyd, Craig Conway, David Goodwillie, David Gray, Callum McGregor You've got five I've just of the, the, the twelve Take it one more. Well, I take it there's someone from the 2001 final. Yes. Which was Celtic v Hibs when Celtic won the treble. Matt Burchill? No. Try to think of the Scots in that team, wasn't there a lot? Craig Beatty? No. Uh, would it be Paul Lambert? It's the other one. 2000, 2001. It was Lambert and Lennon in the middle of the pack for that. Yeah. Obviously not. Jackie McNamara Yes Jackie McNamara Jackie McNamara Okay we'll leave it there Brian is in Erskine Hi Brian Hi Gordon Hi guys Hi Brian Um, Brian. I was just wanting to Phone in about The the statement You broke about The UEFA charge On Rangers Funnily enough We were speaking about it On Waterday Saying As the other one Was kind of running Five weeks behind There could be something else Following up with that And obviously That was the case With the the statement That you you, you, you kind of Came out with Mm Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, the club statement that you read out was was pretty strong, and I think the fans now have to do their bit, get behind the club, and stop like hiding behind what other teams do and what other teams say, and hold ourselves to kind of higher standards. Yeah, I mean Brian's right because that we we do tend to specialise it. Yes, other teams do things that they shouldn't, but if if your priority is Rangers. That does not matter You can imagine the conversation at UEFA Where UEFA yeah. say Rangers, were, here's your charge This is what you've been And, and someone turns around and says Ah, but, but them over there did something as, UEFA don't care as, no. as if that impacts this decision mm-hmm. Yes, you can be mildly frustrated about it as an individual But Rangers have got no choice to focus on themselves And get that house in order Well, Rangers are dealing with it You know, and that's what I'm saying they, They're you know, admitting the fact that they've got an issue there And they're trying to solve it and I think that that's the reason why I'm saying that that's where Rangers uh, are, you know, due credit because they're not passing the buck. They're not saying the club are not saying someone else is, is is shouting something. Look at those other clubs; they're looking at their own club and trying to make sure that they can deal with the situation in the right manner. And they've first of all, UEFA have punished them by taking three thousand seats off them for tomorrow night's match. But now Rangers as a club themselves are saying, listen, if we qualify for the group stages, we will not take any away fans with us. That is a huge statement. That is basically saying, listen, we can't go away and risk our fans misbehaving in terms of singing and giving us more punishment, more fines. So we are going to make sure that doesn't happen by... It's, so it's, it's, coming out it's, it's, Making, making the, the, the issue Yeah It's Pro- proactive Rather yeah. than reactive as yeah. well Which is in, Encouraging Because you know It is easy to wait Till after the event And then say oh, we, we disagree with that But but to actually take the step Before 
to, to get in front of it is... And it's also a message to Rangers supporters as well that, that are falling foul, that are causing these problems We're not going to try and find a way of defending you guys mm-hmm. Of standing up for you guys We've had enough of you mm-hmm. And we're going to root this out And when you start now What you're doing tomorrow night And then for the first year As you say, it could, it could be Arsenal It could be, it could be anybody mm-hmm. That game When it hits home that actually the good Rangers fans Have been deprived by the ones who are causing the trouble That's when you soon start to see Well wait a minute actually If you want names If there's a, a way of, of mm-hmm. Shopping people And honestly That's the names of start well, that's when social media Can become very powerful I mean I'm not a big lover of it Because I think there's Too much negativity But when you get aspects of this That's when social media Has the power to do good That's when the The, the range of supporters Who are vocally strong Who have good numbers Who have the, the, the right intention Of the club um, With them Can then Post these messages You know listen guys You know we're letting the club down Let's make sure mm. That uh, you know we, we we move Rangers forward The way the club wants us to And I think social media Can be very important here Brian I assume you've been A Rangers fan for Many years And this stuff has Always happened And every now and then The, the debate comes up Because of whatever Whether it be a UEFA charge Or something else Do, do you feel like this is Is a turning point Or is this the sort of Biggest crossroads You think Rangers have have faced with this issue? I think the, bed, the big red flag, Gordon, is the wording on the statements. Um, bigotry, racism. You don't want, we, don't, we don't want to get lumped in with Zenit St. Petersburg or Spartak Moscow or, or notorious fans for this kind of thing. But you've seen teams walking off the pitch and you've seen them playing in completely empty stadiums. And like it or lump it now, the, the UEFA spotlights on Rangers. Every time we step out of line now, we're, we're going to get hammered. Yeah, another got just small point, but big picture. Uh, Scottish football is looking for major sponsors mm-hmm. from next season onwards, and this kind of negativity will not do any favours at all. Thank you to Brian and Erskine. We're a bit pushed for time quickly on the teaser. Barry anymore. Ferguson. Yes, 2001 and 2002 final. 3 2 1 to Rangers. Uh, I'll throw in a, a, must be a, a hearts one Ian Black. No, you've got five to get, and we're going to get them next. Okay. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are here in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, they've got work to do on tonight's full time teaser, and I think there are a few short. Five to go. We're looking for 12 Scots who've scored in a Scottish Cup final for the winning side since and including the 2000 2001 season. That was sent in from Paul. In Port Glasgow To full time At Clyde1.com So keep mm. the questions coming in It's going to be a long old season With a lot of questions Paul Hartley? No uh, David Wotherspoon? Nope St Johnson was I'm trying to think big, I, 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 um, Ian, uh, Ian Black You say Disney won um, Andy Webster? No So there is a Hearts One in there Stephen Presley? Is an un- Well no But it's an It's as unlikely as Stephen Presley, if you get what I mean, <laughs> positionally. All oh, right, okay. Uh, There's no better. No. Uh, goodness. Right, so not count the penalty shootout, are you? No, 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 no. Wallace. No, this is the wrong final. Not the penalty shootout. Oh, it's one against Hibs. Yeah, it's the one against Hibs. Hibs. Mm-hmm. God, two played at the back. No, so I'm thinking. That's then one of the. One of the fullbacks. Oh, Callum Patterson. No. He's a central defender. This one. Central defender mm-hmm. for Hearts. Nope. Just before his time. A decade. No, not quite a decade ago. 
Yeah, you need to give us more clues, Gordon. I'm afraid. One, two, three, four, five to go. You've still got two Celtic players in there, so come on. Still two Celtic players. Sharp enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's only for you. You're looking at the answers. You know, so the two Celtic ones you 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 get. I mean, there's one that's pretty recent. You've got Callum McGregor, but what about the what the last one before him? Celtic Lee, have won the last three Scottish Cups. Remember, no. Did we say that way? Uh, uh, Ryan Christie. That's no. not him. So it's the first year. So Ryan Christie wouldn't. The first Brendan Rodgers year. I was going to say Ryan so, Christie wouldn't have featured. So that was so who would Aberdeen have... when Rodgers scored in the last minute. Yes. So did Johnny Hayes not open the scoring straight away for Aberdeen? And, and yeah. then sorry, straight away Celtic equalised. Is that is that right? Is that how it went? Yeah, I'm not sure. I know Rodgers got the winner. Who scored for Celtic? So who? <sighs> You've said McGregor. It's not him. You've said Forrest. It's not him. Scott Brown. Nope. He's maybe not necessarily at the club anymore. Not it's not Kieran Tierney. Nope. Yeah. Probably the only other Scot that Celtic have yeah. moved on <laughs> since then. Stuart Armstrong. Yes. Oh, well done. That good shot. Stuart, Stuart Armstrong. Armstrong. Okay. Four to get. Uh, plenty of support coming in for Rangers taking this action. Alan says it was the correct thing to do. Tomorrow night we can show you a for the best side of Rangers fans Sing loud, sing proud But leave your bigotry at the door um, David Edmund as well Good thing my beloved Jers are taking a stance against the nasty He's got a wee sweary word in there uh, Get the bigots out Says says David uh, If you are just joining us Breaking news tonight That Rangers have been hit with another charge from UEFA for racist singing Sectarian singing uh, This one relates to the Ligia Warsaw game So like we mentioned earlier on this was always a possibility because the first charge was relating to an earlier qualifier. So Rangers fans, um, the spotlight on once more on that one. So the the, the response on Twitter and on the phones, Jim, it's been, it's been pretty unanimous in terms of, you know, sort of good on the club, accepting it. They're bound to be disappointed because that's huge. Rangers will not take any away fans to the next European game. And it doesn't even matter where that is. It's still a big, still a big stand, still a big statement. But when you think what what that could mean, this could be a massive night in Europe, and Rangers won't have away fans there. Yeah, I mean, again, we've said it, you know, all night that um, congratulations to to Rangers as a football club for the stand they're taking it is a very powerful statement that they've put out, obviously, and also that they're making with that, um, you know, uh, situation in not allowing their, their support not to take tickets for the, for their supporters. First of all, they have to get through Leisure Warsaw game tomorrow night. But as I said, I think this is the type of thing that uh, can sometimes really make a difference, and let's hope it does. Um, that listen, we'll always get random people, but not hundreds of people. Mm. So not in group chats. You'll get the odd random chant, which listen, you can't do it. So someone walking down the street, someone shouts something. But let's hope this is, this is a significant moment in the the Rangers. Quickly on the teaser anymore. No, no. Right, okay, let's. Oh, I was just going to get back to the phones and the callers disappeared. We'll get the caller back. Um, Who's this hat set in a half goal? That's annoying me now. He's also played for a few other teams in Scotland. And now you're going to ask me to remind remind myself of who they are Kilmarnock, Falkirk, the Martin. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I can I can pick some Dan Barr. Darren Barr, yes. Okay, three to go. Mm. One more Celtic player. Mm-hmm. There must be. A, is there another United player? No. A St. Johnson player. Yes. Johnson, Murray Davidson. No. Stevie May. No. 
David Warnerspoon. Most of the team would be Scots, wouldn't they? Yeah. So yeah. And most of them still. Most of them are still, <laughs> still be there. David Anderson. Yes. Ah, oh, brilliant! Great shout, Stephen Anderson. Right. So we've got one Celtic player and one non-Celtic player. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, far we got? Gordon Strachan's team, Neil Lennon's team, Lennon's, <laughs> Lennon's team. You've still got a few minutes left, so we'll leave that bubbling away. Let's just preview tomorrow's games one last time. Give them a bit of attention. We got distracted and rightly so by that massive story involving Rangers and that UEFA disciplinary charge. Back onto the football tomorrow then Let's look at both What one kicks off first That's that's the way we'll go first It'll be Celtic won't it Because they're away So Celtic team tomorrow Jim They are 2-0 up If they get Slightly more temptation to Play a bio instead of an Edward or, or is it very much All guns blazing No I think they've got to play Their strongest side You know the, the clues result I think You know will still be you know, the back of Neil Lennon's mind in terms of not taking any risk. And I think from the players, I think if he if he if he looks as if he's well listen, we think this tie's done, then you know may backfire. So for me, play if not your strongest side, a very, very strong side. But I'm the, the the right back position is the one that we're not sure of tomorrow night. But I think I think he might stick with Ayer tomorrow night, centre back, Julian. Um sorry, Ayer Suminovic. sorry, Ayer uh, if Suminovic is fit. Yeah. Um, but if Simonich is not fit, then he's got he's got a big decision. Very to briefly, then the Celtic go through. Yeah, I think both teams will go through. Yeah, Mark, what about Rangers? Yeah, What's the main considerations for them? Yeah, I think it might be a, a, a nervy night. I don't think Rangers will win comfortably, but I think they will win the tie. And let us say so much for both teams tomorrow night. You know, guts a ten million quid. Riding on it And then on, on Sunday The prestige you know, it's a chance as well to Isn't it Mark? The prestige of being yeah, in Europe Yeah, just to, yeah. just to get in there yeah. But financially it's a, it's a massive hit for them I'll read the question once more Because I know you all like To get into the office tomorrow Or onto the building site Or whatever it is And repeat the question And see if all your workmates Can come up with the answer Since and including 2000-2001 season 12 Scots have scored In the Scottish Cup final For the winning team The guys are doing pretty well They've got Jackie McNamara Barry Ferguson Chris Boyd Craig Conway David Goodwillie Darren Barr Stephen Anderson David Gray Stuart Armstrong And Callum McGregor Can, which can we add Charlie Mulgrew to that? You can add Charlie Mulgrew Do you remember the final? Well, just when you said Neil Lennon's team um, Was it Motherwell? It was yeah. Pouring with rain This is the one that Mark Wilson claims he scored in But it was definitely a Stephen <laughs> Craig in own goal Mark Wilson claims he scored So, And then we're looking for one more Is it a Rangers player? No it's not a St. Johnson player. Is a St. Johnson player? Is a St. Johnson player? They won 2 0. Yeah, it was 2 0. Yeah, I was there. I was there. So was Anderson Park. and. Not Callum Davison? No. Uh, Wasn't David Mackay? He didn't score many goals. Mm, he did not. Neither did Stephen Anderson, right enough, and he was yeah, on it. But... Still a few. Oh, um, uh, Danny Swanson? No. You'll kick yourselves. Much more obvious than in terms of likely goal scorers around that thing. He's still in the top uh, flight And he's very much a veteran Oh Stephen McLean Stephen McLean oh, Well done brilliant. Well done Duff In there with the winner In the last minute Just before we blow the full time whistle Thank you to Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi For joining me Gordon Duncan Thanks for all your calls And tweets We got through quite a lot there tonight And we're back tomorrow Two huge games in Europe For Rangers And for Celtic I'll be joined by Gordon DL And Mark Wilson In the meantime Have a good night Stay where you are Stephen Mill is up next
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.